is Lord. Jesus has saved us from our sin. That's the only reason why we can stand here today. We would have been wretches. We would have been wandering and groping in darkness. We would still be in our sin. Jesus Christ is true and truly the Savior of the world. Jesus. There is a need for the church to rise up in today's society and to regain its standing. The church must rise up and regain its standing. Are you hearing me? The church has got to become bold enough to declare the truth of God. The truth of God's love. The truth of God's wonderful salvation. The truth of the good news, the gospel. To declare it. To let everyone know that there is a way out of this situation. There is hope. There is help. He is God. And besides him, I don't hear you. And besides him, the Bible said that there's only one name given unto man whereby man can be saved. And the name is not God. The name is express. The name is specific. The name is not God because we call many things God. We call Buddha God. We call Krishna God. We call, you know, we, we call Allah God. I don't hear, we call Zoroaster God. We even call Hali Selassie God. But there is only one God. And he has been given a name above every name. I have got to come down. And he has been given a name above every name. That at the name Jesus, I don't hear you here. That at the name Jesus, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Mike, I need just a little more volume out here that every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. We cannot be ashamed. Paul told the church at Rome that I am not ashamed to bring you this gospel. He said, I know I've got, I, I've got to come to Rome and I'm not ashamed to come to Rome and I am not ashamed of this gospel of Jesus Christ. For it is the power of God unto salvation. To anyone who will believe, the problem is we are not active in causing people to believe. They would believe if they heard. They would believe if they heard. But we're afraid to declare it openly. Somehow or another, we are ashamed to be specific. We are ashamed to be dominant. We are ashamed. We are ashamed to be strong in our faith. 
But what will they think of us? Shame on you. It's not what they will think about us. It's what they will think about him. We have an obligation to God. I have sung myself hoarse. I preached all week long. I preached to the saints all week long. But it's time for the saints to preach to those who are lost. I have gone in and out of sickness all week long, but not failed to declare the gospel of Jesus Christ, leaving my body in his capable hands. And he has given me the strength, and he will give all strength if you dare step out. If you dare open your mouth, he will give everyone strength. I need a little more voice. He will give everyone strength. But if we don't tell them, how will they know? Right now we are sitting inside of the gates. That's one step closer to the people. But the gates still cordon us off. We are not in the house behind the walls. But we are outside in the gated area. And although we are outside and praying that our voices carry, it's the reason why I'm driving Mike crazy right now. Because I want the voices to carry. And I want those that are driving by to hear. And I want those that are walking by to know. But we've got to get outside of the gates. We've got to get outside of the gates. For this gospel doesn't preach inside. This gospel preaches outside. Anybody? Anybody? And if, the, if I'm going to be saved, I've got to be saved with a purpose. The Bible said this, and this is the theme that we will be preaching until the first Sunday in September. We will be out here every week. And we will be preaching this one theme, Diana. We will be preaching this one theme. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever somebody scream whosoever that whosoever believes on him will not perish but will have everlasting life we will preach this to every whosoever we see we will preach this to every whosoever that passes by, we will stop whosoever. We will love on whosoever. We will embrace whosoever. We will inform whosoever. We will speak life to whosoever. We will love on whosoever. And show them the truth of God. The truth of God is not just because there's a sign on our church saying perfecting faith church. That just identifies the building, but it doesn't identify the Christ. We've got a job to do, y'all. All around the world, we have a job to do. On the African continent, you've got a job to do. To rise up and go past the four walls of whatever church you are comfortable in. And when you go down into the marketplace, remind them Jesus loves you. Remind the people, strangers that you've never met before. People who may reject it. Remind them Jesus loves them. For they're not rejecting you, they're rejecting him. But the one good thing that you must always remember that when you tell them about the love of Jesus, they can never unhear what they've heard. They may reject it, but they can't unhear it. And whatever goes in their ear will go into their mind and go into their soul. 
and at a time where they are most vulnerable and most conflicted, they will remember you who spoke three words. Jesus loves you. I'm trying to tell you now, this is the job of the Christian. There was a man by the name of John Lennon. He was a member of the Beatles. And we went and we sang on a John Lennon record. My sister Marlene remembers. We went and we sang on a John Lennon record, the last record he ever recorded. A choir that we had in, in Hempstead. We went and we sang. And we did six hours in the studio. And every hour I was telling them we didn't pray. Every hour, on the hour, we didn't pray until they got frustrated. And they prayed because I was frustrating them. And when we started praying, Yoko Ono and John Lennon were saying, my mother and my sisters were in the control room with them. And they were saying, what are they doing? What are they doing? And my mother said, they're praying. And John Lennon screamed, get that on tape. Get that on tape. Because he had never heard anybody pray before. Imagine never hearing somebody praying in the Holy Ghost. We were speaking in tongues and praying to Jesus. And on that record to this day, it starts off with us praying in tongues before the song begins. That was in August. In August of 20, uh, 1980, I believe. August. There was a reception line to shake his hand on the way out. I waited. At 20 years old, I waited to the end of the line. And everybody shook his hand. And when I got to him, my heart was racing. And I was nervous. And I was fighting me. Because God had given me instruction. And when I shook his hand, he said, thank you. I said, Mr. Lennon, Jesus loves you. How do you know? Because he died for you on the cross of Calvary. And he really loves you. And he said, tell him I said thank you. And I lay on the couch two months later in December. And the news came on. John Lennon had been murdered. And I got up off the couch totally, totally bewildered. And I walked the street. Walked down the street. And God said, you told him. It's not important whether they bow their knee right then. But when you put the seed in them, who knows what he said before he left. But I pray and I believe. I pray and I believe that he remembered those three words. Jesus loves you. How simple is it for us to declare the love of Jesus? How simple is it to sit on a bus if you're riding a bus and look to somebody to the left and the right of you and simply say, hey, Jesus loves you.
You don't have to go off in tongues. You don't have to lay hands on them. You don't have to preach a sermon. You got to live a life. You've got to live a life. You've got to make sure that Jesus Christ exudes from you. Christ in you. The hope of glory. It is important for us to remember this is the grounds that God has called us to. The streets, the hedges, the highways. This is where God told us to go. Why does all of the children want to remain in the house? Why do the children want to remain in the house when he called us to the world? He called us to the world right now. There are people watching us, but the majority of them are Christian. The majority of you watching are Christian. And this message may not get to the masses of the, of the unbelievers unless you take it to them. Unless you take it to them. When you came into the grounds today, you should have brought someone with you. Evangelism means reaching out to those that are lost. Evangelism is not you just coming by yourself. You already have Jesus. You already have him. Why can't you bring others with you? Those in your household that may not know the Lord. The next door neighbor that you're friend with that may not know the Lord. The co-worker that you work alongside of that may not know the Lord. Someone that's sitting on the street corner that may not know the Lord. Why are we the hindrance to this gospel? Why do we hold this gospel hostage for ourselves only? Anybody? Please let this, please let this convict you. How can they call on whom they don't believe in? How can they believe on whom they have not heard? If you don't tell them, they can't hear. And if you don't know what to tell them, bring them here, I'll tell them. I take this seriously. When he called me to be pastor, it kind of put a little, a little hindrance on me. Because I'm used to the street. I'm used to the prisons. That's where I work best. Putting some microphones on the street corner in a derelict area. And singing until the crowds come. That's what I do. Before I was called pastor, that's what I did. Now to have to preach to the, to the people that are born again, it, it, it threw me a little off. Because I'm used to preaching this love to those who didn't know it, didn't have it. Now my job is to groom you. Now my job is to prepare you. So that you can be the evangelist. So that you can take this message. I was getting out of my car the other day. And I heard... I'm not wasting my time preaching this to people that don't believe. I got to preach to those who, who want Jesus. 
I said, that don't make a bit of sense. I'm not preaching this to those people that don't want to believe. They don't want Jesus. I ain't wasting my time. And I got kind of upset and tickled at the same time. Because that's what religion has worn us down to. Whittled us down to a bunch of overzealous people. Overzealous people that just want it for ourselves. Hello? Hello? Only one about, I ain't gonna waste my time. You're not gonna waste your time with unbelievers. All of us were unbelievers. Hello? All of us at one point were unbelievers. Somebody just take your mask down real quick and scream amen. All of us. We're unbelievers. And if somebody didn't bring this gospel to us, we'd still be jacked up. And even with Jesus, you almost a mess right now. With your Jesus self. And a sharp tongue. With your Jesus self. And an attitude. With your Jesus self. And still holding grudges with your Jesus self and still not liking certain people with your Jesus self. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, man. With your Jesus self. But it's time for us to become who God's called us to be. I've spent enough time out here. We've sung to keep you entertained. But now the work begins. Now the work begins. We've got all these cameras out here on this wonderful day. We've got all this music out here and all this singing. But we didn't do this just for you to come out here and have a good time in the parking lot. We did it to draw people, cause them to hear, cause them to know. No, don't clap because I'm not satisfied because the people aren't here the people aren't here why? because we didn't invite them we didn't bring them along with us it's our fault that I'm preaching to the saints if we don't bring them they keep driving past they keep walking. They try to find something to do on a sunny day. I'm not satisfied just saying that we finally had an outdoor service. I'm not satisfied having all these songs that we rehearsed. I'm not satisfied talking to you. Not that I don't love you, but I'm not satisfied if we're going to do anything for God, we've got to remember it's for those who are lost. Everyone standing. Come on, come on. Those of you that have been sitting comfortably, 
stand except for the mothers. The mothers can remain seated. Mothers, you can remain seated. As we stand out here now, and I pray to God that the cameras get the shots to see all of you beautiful Christians, all of you beautiful believers, I pray that this display can be seen around the world. But when we come outside to Western Beef next week, I pray that you bring someone with you. I pray that you would bring someone with you. That you would bring as many people as will come. They have lifted regulations and we can bring as many people as we want. To God be the glory. To God be the glory. But we have a job to tell people. Jesus is the answer for the world today. Above him there's no other. Jesus is the way. Jesus is the answer for the world today. Above him there's no other. Jesus is the Jesus is the answer for the world, for the whole world today. Love and there's no other. Only Jesus is the way. Jesus is the answer for the whole world today. Love him, there's no Jesus is. Can somebody sing that? Say, Jesus is the answer for the world today. Above and there. Above and there. Jesus is. I'm glad that. Jesus is the way, Jesus, Jesus is the way, he's the truth and the life, he's the only way. I'm going to ask, is there anyone here that knows that your life is not together? Whether you carry the title of saint or sinner, is there anyone here that knows that your life is not together? Whether you call yourself Christian or non-believer, if you know that you have failed and fallen, if you need the Lord, come now. Come now. Bless you, baby. God bless you, dear. Bless you, dear. God bless you. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, yes. Come, ministers. Where are my ministers? 
Yes, 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 yes. Yes. God bless you, dear. God bless you. Thank God for you. You're here. Come on, somebody pray. God bless you. Ministers. God forgives. If there's anybody who needs your sins forgiven, if there's anybody who needs your sins forgiven, if there's anyone who needs your sins forgiven, no matter who you are, no matter what title you carry, this is the time. Come now, come now, come now. Somebody put your hands together and give God praise. Ministers, you should be looking. That's right, sis. Pay attention. Hallelujah. Is there anybody here? Anybody else? Now is the time. Now is the time. God loves you. Jesus is the answer.
glory to God. And thus we end this church without walls. With the souls that have come to Jesus. We praise God for every soul that's come to Jesus and come back to Jesus. Oh, come on, come on, come on. Come on, come on. Come on, come on. Before we leave, I want to remind everyone that there's only going to be one service on Sundays until after the first Sunday in September. To every one of you that are watching, our services will begin at, I believe, 12 noon on Sundays. Our services will begin as opposed to 11. On next Sunday, our service will begin at 12 noon. Make a note of that around the world. We'll be starting at 12 noon. Amen. I welcome every one of you that are close by to come and be a part of it. We will be down on the corner of Babylon Turnpike and Nassau Road in Roosevelt, New York. We'll be down the street, our old stomping grounds. Amen. Somebody holler back. We are back. God bless you and God keep you from perfecting faith church and our church without walls where ministry means people walk in the favor of God. God bless you is my prayer. Somebody look at one camera. Look at the chip. Somebody look at the chip and wave to them. Come on, wave to them. Oh!